Accepting yourself as fully sexual. God made us as sexual beings, and he evidently did not make us to be exclusively attracted to one person. That needs to be established from the beginning. In fact, I would go so far as to say that a certain amount of sexual electricity is in the air any time a woman and a man are together. It is usually unacknowledged, but it is there. And is that bad? Definitely not. It is one of the things that make the world go round. I had lunch recently with an 85-year-old woman who is a devout Christian and also something of a flirt. We ate in a romantic restaurant and there was no question about it. Sex was in the air. I think she enjoyed it. And I know I did. One of the problems of the helping professions like mine is that male therapists are constantly in contact with attractive women who are emotionally hungry. According to some studies, at least 10% of psychiatrists and psychologists admit to coitus with patients. I deplore that. It has all sorts of psychologically damaging results, not to speak of the moral and ethical considerations. So, I am straight arrow with the women I counsel. But does that mean that I am never turned on by them? No. In fact, If a few women did not tell me from time to time that they had sexual feelings toward me, I would be disappointed. In some religious circles, there is so much teaching about controlling your instincts that a tremendous amount of psychic energy is expended in repressing every sexual fantasy in order to keep your thoughts pure. There are two results. The first is anxiety. A great deal of pressure builds up from such repression. Our sex drive is a powerful force, and to try to cram it back down into the unconscious is like trying to cap a volcano. An explosion is likely to occur. I see it in my office frequently. The religious person says, I don't know what got into me. I have always been such a prude before, never attracted to anybody but my husband, and all of a sudden, here I am having an affair. The second result of repression is that the person feels constantly guilty for his or her sexual attractions because repression is never fully successful. I should like to propose a different approach to your sexual feelings. Accept them for what they are. As we've said in another connection, your feelings are not wrong. It is when you act on them that you enter the realm of morality. So, allow yourself to be free to feel. Do not be afraid of your unconscious. Many Christian patients are relieved to find that people fantasize about having sex with another person during intercourse with their partners. They thought they were the only person ever to do so. When Jesus said that when you lust after a woman, you have already committed adultery with her, he was not saying that you commit a sin every time you have a sexual thought. If so, we are all hopelessly mired in daily sin. By lust, he meant deliberately plotting to seduce another, allowing yourself to be obsessed with sexual desire. And that is indeed dangerous, for then you have, as he said, as good as done the deed, for the act will eventually follow upon your obsession. There is a difference between a passing attraction, which is normal and fun, and a single-minded intent to bed another. Thank you.